That Sober Guy podcast contains adult content, merciless truth, and emotional nudity. Listener discretion is advised. up thank you for tuning in today thanks to humans for bringing us in thanks to you for supporting the show i'm shane Ramer. you're listening to that sober guy podcast and we help people stay sober uh, always good to be back on the microphone this week a couple days late uh, we're going to drop this on a monday usually dropping shows on fridays uh, but uh, sometimes life get life gets in the way life happens stuff happens so we got to adjust always a good lesson to be learned on my part being able to adjust to be flexible so uh, glad to be back today though Today's message is titled, uh, Help Me, Know Me, Use Me. And uh, it comes from a a really good word that I heard recently from our pastor, Dave Patterson, here at the Father's House in Vacaville. Uh, And I wanted to dive a bit deeper uh, of of what that meant to me. Help me, know me, use me. Uh, What does that mean? How how did I interpret that? And maybe how it applies to some of the things that you might be going through out there uh, as well. If you're struggling with addiction, alcoholism, or anything else in life uh, that uh, that life throws at us. Uh, I have the lovely, beautiful, independent, doesn't take any crap, mother of two kids, wife of 11 years, selfless, all around amazing woman with an attitude, the Jess joining us right now as well. So what's up, the Jess? I took you off a mute. How are you? Wow, it was muted. (laughs) While you were muted, I what? was muted because of my crap ass attitude. <laughs> you've had you've had quite the attitude the last week. I got to say, I kind of am learning how to just stay out of the way though when that uh, that happens. <laughs> I thought it was just, funny when you told me yesterday. I know your cycle. <laughs> I was learn. I, I am. I'm learning. I don't know if I know it yet, but I'm learning the cycle for sure. <laughs> it's definitely a cycle. Cycle of hormones yeah one Hor- might say. Some, there's some hormones involved I it's don't normal know. though right it's yeah, normal you know other than that life is good it doesn't seem very normal sometimes i'll tell you that much <sighs> but i love you i'm the one living it thank you very much we're gonna dive in to all this today of course uh jess and i are gonna talk i have some questions for her regarding this too so she'll give her take on that um i also have some emails and some messages from some of you guys and i appreciate you writing in and sending us uh some thoughts some ideas some questions we'll do our best to give some insight in that uh into that obviously we're not counselors we're not therapists we're not uh uh, sometimes i question my own ability to uh, make judgments of stuff so i want to try to stay away from giving any specific advice but what we will do is share a little bit of our own experience what's worked for us what what hasn't worked for us and maybe some other things that we've learned from some other people around the way so uh we're going to get to that and all uh and all of that in just a minute but first, be sure to check us out at thatsoberguy.com. You can connect with us on Instagram, at realthatsoberguy, and on Twitter, at Shane Raymer. Uh, now, finding the right treatment for addiction and mental health mental health illness can be tough. Uh, and we've continued to partner with Foundations Recovery Network since 2016. Uh, they have a nationwide network of outpatient and inpatient facilities. Uh, and uh, they've built it 
the industry's leading research and outcomes program uh, that helps patients and not only patients, but helps their loved ones as well. Uh, if you want to learn more about Foundations Recovery Network, uh, you can go to foundationshelp.com slash sober guy. Uh, or you can call 833-81-SOBER. That's 833-81-SOBER. You can talk with an admissions coordinator, uh, ask any questions uh, about treatment options for yourself or your loved one. So be sure to check those guys out if you do need some help out there. All right, one last thing, uh, and then we'll get to this, this iTunes review, and we'll read some emails here. Did you know that we have a course? It's called How to Navigate. Way to go, Jess. The first 90 days of sobriety. Wait, I, I was hoping you were going to keep playing it. No, you stopped it. With some music or what? what was it? Yeah, it was a video? Instagram. I was Instagram. Dang it. Oh, we were Instagramming live. You know, I haven't made an Instagram post in over 46 days. No, I days. wasn't live. I was just looking at everybody oh. else's lives <laughs> and everybody else's stories. I'll tell you what, it's been quite freeing. But we are going to make a post this week. The first Sober Guy Instagram post coming up uh, as we announce one of our new partnerships, sponsorships. How do you plan on doing that with your... Uh, oh, I have... Flip I, phone. I, ha I have an alternative uh, phone for business that uh, allows us to do... What, your mic sounds weird? Yeah. What does it sound like? Oh, like hollow. Like I'm hollow? not. I'm not like. Yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't sound crisp. Huh? Let me see your headphones real quick. Hold on. Hold on one second here, guys. You can keep talking in there. Technical difficulties. Well, I have a cord on there that I, I did. Know, you tell a me. different Maybe cord. Maybe Check one. Mic. Is it my mic? Oh, that is weird. No, I think it's just your volume. I had you. You told me it was too. Uh, no, you're good. The volume. The volume. You're good. <coughs> All right. Oh, uh, yeah, that's better. All right, perfect. Yeah, I just had to turn you up a little bit. So, anyways, yes, we'll be making another Instagram post, but I got to stay off of that thing. It's just, it drives me crazy. It's so easy to get sucked into it, like you said, looking Suck at Suck you right in. It will, it will. But let me tell you about the course real quick. Uh, we have a, a 90 day, it's called How to Navigate the First 90 Days of Sobriety. Here's what it is. I had so many questions about how do, how do I stay sober? How have you stayed sober? What about this? What about that? Do I need a program? Do I not need a program? All kinds of different things. And so what we did last year is we put, um, well, I got together with uh, some of my homies, a few doctors, some uh, people in recovery, and we just talked about it. I think there's 11 separate segments, uh, about 30 minutes to an hour each. And it's different guests, different professionals, people in and out of recovery. Um, and what's worked for us, what hasn't worked for us. There's also a plethora, I love that word, a plethora of bonus material, of old podcasts, of uh, um, five quick tips to quit drinking, that kind of stuff on there. So it's just all together. It's 25 bucks with the promo code half off. Go to thatsoberguy.com, click on courses. Here's the thing I always like to say. Number one, it helps support the platform. Okay, so I, I have to actually pay to have that uh, that uh, course on the platform. So that's where some of those proceeds go. It also helps support Sober Guy. And uh, last but definitely not least, it's not a um, it's not a magic potion, magic tool that's going to just save you. It's really designed to to be worked in a, in addition to a, a recovery program of some sort, whether that's some sort of 12-step group, community, uh, you got to do the work. You got to put in the work. You got to show up, and that's what it's about. So uh, one more time, thatsoberguy.com, click on course, courses. You can check that out there. The promo code's half off. All right, let's check out this first iTunes review. Then we're going to go into a couple of these emails, and we'll answer some of these questions or at least uh, attempt to. Um, this first review uh, 
or the only review this week. It just says, thank you. It's a five-star review. It comes from F-B-J-D-D-Y-R-E. I wasn't even going to try to pronounce it. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, but here's what it says. I've dealt with addiction to alcohol and drugs for over 20 years. I was a functional addict and decided there has to be more to life. Man, I thought that myself. Same thing. I was tired of telling myself I'm not going to drink today and found myself drunk by 10 p.m. Tired of missing out on life. I decided to stop everything about a week ago and your podcast helps me every day. Thank you. So, man, I, there's a lot I can relate to on that. Uh, you remember me saying that stuff sometimes, right? Like it was like Groundhog Day, the same thing. I'm going to yes. tell myself I stop. And then the next day I'm drunk by 10 or noon or two, whatever it is. Um, not a fun way to live. So number one, thank you for the review. Number two, good on you for stepping out. Uh, even as goofy as it seems, like leaving a review and and sharing a little bit, even that and I'm not just saying that because it's a review. I'm, you could write it write it down anywhere, a notepad, a text, um, whatever. This case happened to be a review, but just getting that out and talking about it a little bit, every little bit is chipping away at, uh, at, at those lies that we're kind of told sometimes that help keep us stuck in addiction uh, or in, a, in something else in life that's not, that's not really working out uh, like we want it to or expect it to. So thanks again for that. Appreciate the review. On iTunes, if you haven't left us a review, go into iTunes and click ratings and reviews, and you can do that there. All right, this uh, next email comes from Dave from Buffalo. I'm going to have to shorten this down a little bit. I didn't go through the whole thing, but I will. Uh, so basically, uh, Dave says, I'm a year and a half into recovery, growing up in a small town. We're boozing. You kick, kick back on old grandpa's cough syrup. Is that, hmm. is that from Dumb and Dumber? You need to get a sample of that. The boozing. I know. I should. Well, I could probably pull it up there. You know, what is it? Dumb and Dumber. Well, I know it's Dumb and Dumber. You it's just ruin. It's ruining it right now. Me trying to like look it up or whatever. But I mean, come on. Just dipping back on Grandpa's old cough medicine. <laughs> uh, sir, I mean, give me that bottle. Uh, I wouldn't drink that if I were you. Get, you'd keep your mouth shut if you knew it was good for you. You pumpkin buyer, cut it, freak. Me, hear me typing. Uh, sir? Pull over! Oh. No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing! <laughs> yeah! Kill our boots, man! Pull your vehicle to he the side He almost crashes into him. I love the tongue coming out of the, the front of the Shaggin' wagon. Too. Yeah, the shaggin' wagon. Sorry, yeah, Dave. We're, we're gonna do this place. real quick. Hope you enjoy it. He just peed. You fellas were going a little fast back there, <laughs> wouldn't you say? He was peeing in a... A bottle. You, uh, a bottle. Like ten you months. fellas been doing a bit of boozing, have you? Booze. Sucking back on Grandpa's <laughs> old cough medicine? No. Oh, no, sir. Oh, no. No. I love Jeff Daniels' yeah. face. Well, what's that? One, two, three, four, five. Five bottles full of urine. That's nothing, sir. Yeah. That's nothing, okay. sir. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, you aware that uh, it's against the law to have an open alcohol container here in the state of Pennsylvania? Come on, give me that booze, you little pumpkin pie haircutted freak. Come on. <laughs> I love that. That's good stuff. All right, back back to the uh, 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 to the uh, email here real quick. So where boozing is such a part of the culture, left me in a bad spot, and all could have ended differently. Uh, long story short, as I got deeper into drinking and drugging, became more confident in driving, always pushing it <laughs> to one more beer, which is pretty common, I think. And so ultimately, I had a night where I didn't remember driving home. Waking up the next morning, seeing my car in the driveway, I knew it was time for a change. Um, looks like Dave got some help. Uh, June 30th, uh, 
let's see, that was June 30th, 2018, about two months ago. I knew that I needed a little motivation to keep this thing going. I was turned on to your podcast, listening to what you, Seth, the Jess, and the crew have to say really helped keep me on the right path. On the right path. He also said, too, in the bottom here that he liked the, some of the CrossFit ones. Who knows, maybe uh, someday I'll be jumping into some CrossFit here, too, has been thinking about it. So Dave from Buffalo, uh, much love, man. Thank you for sharing. And uh, keep it up, man. Keep on the right track. Keep showing up. Keep doing the thing. And uh, stay sober, my friend. Right? Right, Jess? Anything? Yeah, I just like how he's like, I was, you know, I gained confidence in, dr- in yeah. driving drunk. You know? like <laughs> you know, Isn't that crazy? Yeah, because in yeah, your like, mental. I'm a, I'm a good drunk driver. Yeah, but your mentality, you're like, I got this down. I'm driving home tonight. No, don't take my keys, damn it. I'm driving. <laughs> Can't re- stand that. I remember thinking that I could do everything better drunk or high. No way, I'm way better at driving when yeah. I'm drunk. That uh, makes a lot of sense. I don't think I ever thought that, but like I no? definitely felt more confident, but like not with driving, but just anyway, I just think that that's pretty <laughs> hilarious that he's like, yeah, and then I realized I wasn't so confident and there's my car and didn't realize yeah, I got home. It's crazy, man. But good, good for you, Dave. Keep it up, brother. Um, next one comes from Isaiah listening to your podcast. Really like to try your course. Um do but it. money, but money's a little tight. That's why I was, I forgot about this one. I didn't mean to put this one in here, but I already said it. So it's going in. Um, one of the things I said about the course is look like we're about serving others and trying to help people straight up. So like I had mentioned it on previous podcasts, like if you're in a tight spot and you really need some help and you think that you want to try the course out and you think it might be something that, um, that you're going to apply to and use man, shoot me an email. I'll hook you up with a promo code. That's what I did. So that's what I did for Isaiah. And, um, you know, it, I, I saw he signed up, I think last week. And so good on you, brother. I hope it's going good. Keep us posted on how it's going, what you think, what you like, what you don't like that helps uh, give us feedback for future courses or whatever we're going to do. So hope that's working out for you, man. Um, this next one comes from Randy. Randy says, been listening to your podcast for a year. Really appreciate your honesty and transparency, especially your acknowledgement of your dependence on God for all trans, uh, transformation and all the changes in your new clean and sober life. By the, by the grace of God, he's kept me clean and sober since 9-17-87. Dude, so Randy's got, a, like, that's like 30 plus years, right? I'm trying to do the math in my head. Yeah, I believe it is. That's like awesome right there and very inspiring to know that you can have a full life without, you know, having to turn back on that. Um, One more thing I wanted to mention too is he sent me a, I, I, so how do I how do I say this? Did you listen to last week's podcast, Jess? Probably not, right? Mm. I know that it's hard for any of us to listen to podcasts. We just don't have the time sometimes to sit for an hour, hour and a half. Wait, what and was do it about? It. What was that one? Um, it was titled uh, "How Do I Crush Ego," no. and one of the things I said in there was uh, idolatry, and I couldn't pronounce the word right. I kept for some oh. reason my tongue was getting all whatever. And I said, "Well, I can't pronounce that word right." Whatever. Well, Randy sent me an email. And it just said idolatry on it, right? <laughs> and then he, he and at first he did send me um, a paragraph of, of what I just read, but he also sent a link to Storyline Church. I think they're out of Eugene, Oregon, Pastor Ty Gibson, who they did a series on uh, idolatry and how we idolize in this culture, celebrities, athletes, money, um, money what whatever status. whatever it is status my worthiness whatever and it was a it was the the one he sent me was called the psychology of adultery and it was really really good actually you know what i'll do is i'll put the link in uh, the show notes if anybody wants to check it out uh but yeah it was really good and i thought it was funny how 
the stumbling of a word, God takes us and uses that to connect somebody Mm -hmm. and then move on to another message from, you know, from God, from through pastor Ty Gibson. You know what I'm saying? Like I love stuff like that. So Randy, thanks for stepping out and shooting that out there. And uh, I was able to check it out and we'll pass it on in the show notes to anyone else who might be interested. It was really interesting. Uh, word well alcoholism is an is an idol you know it's it's something absolutely that you, really good point you know that you worship and turn to in in hard times and turn to in happy times and turn to for help i mean that's what an idol is it's something that you go to that you worship yeah you know yep um billy um, idol Billy Idol. <laughs> My gosh. <laughs> One of his songs now. Do it. What? You want more, more, more. That's that was my old song. You want more, more, more. Well, see, again, alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. We're doing lots of uh, things are happening up we're in doing here. Doing lots of samples today, huh? My name is Sarah Connor. <laughs> What is that? I tried to put on YouTube, but it came to a commercial real quick. So I, I didn't <laughs> want to play that. I'd probably get in trouble for that too, for copyright stuff. So I better knock that off. In the midnight hour. That's what I was trying to play. Um. Okay. Hold well, on. You don't need guys. to play it. Back I can to, sing it. Please don't. <laughs> Nobody. You Trust me. You don't want to hear it. Jess does a lot of awesome things. One of them is not singing. I can promise you that. I don't know. Sometimes I can carry it. Nope. Tune. Nope. Nope. We'll see about that. Next email. This one. So this one was was really for you, Jess. Um, not in particularly, but I, I would love to hear your take on it. I'm sure Danielle would as well. Uh, so Danielle hit me up on Instagram, and uh, she said, "Hey, I love your podcast a lot. It's helped me in so many ways. I was wondering if you give me some advice as a wife to a husband who's struggling with addiction. What do I do if he tells me he's figuring it out and getting off the stuff, but he clearly is not doing well?" Mm. He tells me he doesn't need any help when he really does. We have four kids. What am I supposed to do? So, Danielle, thanks for that. Thanks for stepping out and sending it out there. I appreciate connecting with you. Jess, what do you think? Uh, was that a loogie? Or? <clears throat> yeah, I'm really congested right now. I, Lucy and I went to lunch earlier, took a nice little walk together, a little daddy-daughter time, and I was hawking him up on the way, and she, nice. and she said, Dad, that's gross. Yeah. What? I, was, I, would, I didn't even think about it at the time. I said, you know, I'm really sorry about that. That is gross. <laughs> I'm really sorry for hawking really lugs. Really sorry for hawking lugs on our nice walk right now. Now would you like a sandwich? <laughs> Mr. Pickles? <laughs> um, Danielle, I don't, I mean, what do you think about that, Shane? Like... Well, I mean, the the first thing was, how do you deal with a husband struggling with addiction? Like, how did you deal with me? <laughs> I didn't even know you were struggling. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, I kind of wasn't in that headspace. I was like, what's wrong with him? Because drinking was a normalcy of yeah. our life. So when even when Shane came to me and said, I have a drinking problem, I need to go to rehab. I was like, what are you talking about? You know, when I look back now and I clearly he had, a, you know, a drink, an issue. But I even then was just like, what do you mean? Like, we're living life. This is what we do. Like, it's whatever. But then when he's like, I was drinking on my way to work, on my way home from work, I was drinking at work. I was like, what? oh you have a problem you know it's just so funny um but anyway i wasn't really aware that he had a problem but i was aware that he wasn't that things were spiraling out of control fast so what did you do so i was i confided in friends (laughs) um 
I cried. <laughs> like I didn't, I, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what to do. I tried to reach out to him. I tried to like, Hey, what's going on? Like, what are you doing? What about when I would tell you, I'm fine. I'm fine. Just yep. leave me alone. Yep. I'm fine. I'm fine. Leave me alone. In I got fact, this. I'm figuring it out. You know, mm -hmm. like, and it's like a total defense mechanism because I don't want you to know my True. I have absolutely no advice for that time of your life, Danielle, because like I didn't know how to handle it either. In fact, I was out with two friends the day that day asking them like, what is going on? Like, I literally don't know my husband right now. Like, I have no idea what he's going through. Like, what is happening? And that day he texted me, was like, meet me at Merchant, which is a bar that we went to all the time and was like, you know, then told me he had a drinking problem. But I mean, I, I at the time had no idea what to do. I guess looking back on it and where I'm at now, I guess, you know, I would just say you got to set boundaries. You know, I guess I would just say boundaries like, hey, you know, you feel like you've got this, but I'm still seeing the same behaviors. Maybe um, I need you to go to celebrate recovery on Monday nights, or I need you to go to a meeting th two to three times a day. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, see, a week or something like, so that I can see that you are really trying and you really do got this. I mean, you can't change, you know, you, you can't, there's nothing you can do to physically get him well, but there are things that you can do for you and your four kids that create boundaries that are safe for you guys as he's quote trying to you know as he's got that you know and that's i think that's the uh that's kind of the the problem with that is because it is it is good advice and you want to help people that are going through stuff whether it's your spouse your family your friends whatever but the bottom line is nobody's going to get help until they actually want to get help and and whoever it is that person and i'll take myself i needed to get help because I wanted to get help. And obviously, yes, there were repercussions. I knew that if I got help, it would help my family, help me be a better father, husband, friend, worker, all that stuff. But if you would have been telling me at that time, which you may have, you probably were, I, I can't remember exactly, but you know, you need to go to celebrate recovery this night or whatever. You you need to go do this or whatever. I don't think you were at that time. I wasn't time, telling you that. Really I didn't know, know about any of but that. But I'm saying if you would have, I would have just blown it off and said, don't mm -hmm. tell me what to do. Yeah. I got this. You know what I mean? Because that's especially dude from a dude point of view. We're kind of wired like that. Like, don't tell me what to do. Like I, I can, we're stubborn, but that's not no, a healthy way. Not at all. It's not, it's not healthy. It's not okay. And that's the kind of stuff that we learn how to confront in a program. So I always like to say this, it's much more in the, in any program that I have worked and continue to work. It's so much more less about alcohol, about drugs, about substances as it is about learning how to deal with life, learning about myself, all that stuff. Here's the one thing you did do, Jess, is you loved me. You loved me no matter what. And you stood by me and you set boundaries. What are you laughing at right now? Well, I'm not laughing, but I hated you too. <laughs> you did, but I mean, you loved I, me. I had so much love for you and that's why it was so hard to see this struggle, but I hated what you were doing and like yes. what you were putting us through. And so like, I guess like if anything, Danielle, like, do you, you know, I think that you, that's very much like the advice that I give a lot of women when they're like, what do I do? What do I do about him, him, him? And I'm like, you know what? Do you take care of yourself? You get in a program, you take care of the kids, you get them out of the house. If you know, he's, you know, I don't know what his behavior is like or whatever, but you know, you make sure the kids are good to go. Um, you don't fall for the things that he tries to trap you in as he's, you know, drinking and like, rah, 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 and tries to, you know, pick at you and things like that. 
you get into a program, you start working on yourself and, you know, the rest God kind of, you know, takes care of. That's, Amen. that's so hard. It is hard, but hang in there, set boundaries, love on them. And, uh, you know, do like, I think that's great advice. Do you do the kids and, uh, got to lean got to lean on something higher in my opinion i know that's the only thing that's gotten us through mm-hmm. you know most of this stuff so uh thank you for the question thanks for reaching out. i hope that helps hope that gets you started at least there's plenty of programs for uh spouses who deal with stuff whether it's celebrate recovery uh al-anon alateen all that stuff uh there's there's lots of groups out there in communities Church, that can help with women's that. groups yep, absolutely that's where it's at so thanks again danielle and uh um let us know how it's going you know, holler back later on and, and let us know. Hopefully there's some changes going on that uh, always love to hear good news. Yeah. Uh, this We just got a couple more and then we'll get into today's message. Um, this next one comes from that white boy swag 65. Yo, Shane, I want to give a big thanks to your podcast. I'm coming up on a year sober. Congrats on that. Uh, that'll be in November. So coming up soon, man. That's awesome. Uh, and your podcast have helped uh, kept me in check many times when I wasn't able to do a meeting. Uh, you inspired me to start up a podcast of my own a couple months ago. That's that's awesome. I hit a drought during my podcast and have went dormant for two months. Uh, do you have any advice on staying top of po- on top of podcasts? Thanks, thank you. Much love from Nebraska. So first of all, much love from Cali back to Nebraska. Uh, appreciate the uh, the message. As far as the and, and congrats on almost a year sober. That's amazing too. As far as the podcast thing goes, man, it's just about. Um, for me, it's not having expectations and being consistent and bottom line, having fun. Like, uh, if I didn't, if I didn't have fun doing this, um, I always say this, I I feel like a broken record. I say it all the time. The moment I stop having fun, I'm not going to do it anymore. So I'm still having fun doing this. I love serving. I love talking to people. I get to talk to some pretty awesome people on the show. I get to have great conversations with my wife and have her a guest on the show. Like we're doing today. I get to write. Like I've been writing a lot lately. This is a great creative outlet. So I think if you approach it like that and you just have fun with it, that's what's going to help you to be consistent with it and continue to put out episodes every week or every other week or once a month. I don't, you know, whatever your daily, whatever it is that you're doing, have fun with it, make it a creative outlet. Uh, so good stuff. Thank you. Thank you again. Uh, and then let's see last one here. This comes from Cam. Says, hey Shane, just listen to your latest episode. You mentioned prescription drugs for depression. I've been trying to get off of those for the last five years. I was an alcoholic, and I'll tell you now that quitting drinking is a walk in the park compared to this stuff, especially when there's no support from doctors, psychiatrists. Uh, no one believes, no one believes you, and doctors don't actually understand how to get off it. The only support I have got is from other people suffering online. So, uh, it says maybe you could interview. Uh, someone about prescription meds. So we've actually done some, we, we've done some stuff on that. I have to go back and look and see uh, where it's at, but we've had plenty of guests who've had, you know, big time issues with, uh, with prescription drugs. I know it's a huge issue. It's an epidemic in the country uh, right now, especially starting to talk about heroin and, and fentanyl coming in uh, massive shipments of fentanyl coming in, getting pushed on the streets and people o- overdosing because of that. Uh, and it's a sad thing. Um, and I know that's a little beside the point of prescription drugs, but I think in there's a connection there because it's harder and harder to get prescription drugs, which is forcing people to go out and find heroin on the street, which leads to tainted heroin, and which leads to even more overdoses and 
Um, you know, I wish I had a, a great answer for, uh, and I'm sure everybody does. What's the solution? I think the solution uh, up front is to talk about it, get it out in the open, communicate about it, um, start podcasts about it, go to community meetings about it, opening up about it, connecting with people. That's really where where this thing starts at. Um, and uh, don't give up. I think that's the other thing too. Do not give up. Uh, there's There's hope. There's people that love you out there. Uh, keep trying and uh, support meetings are are awesome. Groups are awesome. So thanks for that, Cam. I think one someone wrote in because I, I I think this came from Instagram too. Cam's message, and uh, I think he responded when I responded to him. I think it was him that said he was sanding drywall at the time. So man, I got a little love for you there. I do not miss sanding drywall. So I hope that was fun. Mm. And uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with sanding drywall, by the way. I made some some uh, pretty dang good money. Well, I was a taper, but I, that's some hard work. And, uh, I learned a lot in that time, but in any case, Cam, thank you again, my friend. Appreciate you. Let's get on to today's message. Um, help me, know me, use me, help me, know me, use me. So one of the things that I, uh, had heard, we, we attended a, a meeting, actually it was a leadership dinner, which was awesome. And they had a bunch of food out there for all the leaders at our church, um, uh, lunch or, or uh, taco trucks, um, burger trucks, um, Mexican food trucks, uh, teriyaki bowl. Tr- I mean, all kinds of different uh, food and ices and stuff. It was a good time. We got to hang out for a bit, eat some good food. And then we got to uh, worship a little bit in church and hear from uh, Pastor Dave. And he had some great things to say about leadership and about, you know, moving forward in God's word and, and you know, what had been you know, what God's doing in people's lives and how we're a part of that by, by stepping up and stepping out and being, you know, um, being leaders and all that good stuff. But one of the things that he said was help me, know me, use me. And I thought that was great. He didn't elaborate on it too much. Um, and if you would have told me that those words would have came out of my mouth like six years ago, I probably would have slapped you in the face and laugh. Like I heard pastor Dave say this while speaking at a leadership appreciation dinner. Hey, help me use me. Know me. Right. Like I'm just, that just wasn't me like six years ago. It's way too cool for that. Right. Uh-huh. Way too cool. But that's what God does to you. When you give up control, you let go of that stupid stuff. Like I don't care anymore. That's what saved me, you know? And I, and I experienced it and I'm, you know, continuing to do so. So like, how did God help me? He, well, he helped me by starting the process and getting me sober. You know, how did God help you, Jess? Um, took me from my depression and anxiety. You had extremely bad depression. How many people out there struggle with depression and anxiety? I'm so sure. Many. Yeah. Can we see your raise of hands? Lots of, can you put your hands up, please? Wow. That's yeah. a lot. Wow. That is hundreds, thousands. Right. For real though. It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. It is. It is, and it's sad, and it's scary, and it's the world we live in. It is. And I don't know where I would be if he didn't help me. Well, that was the first step, right? We, we ask God to help us, whatever situation it is. Help me, God, please. You know, and, and, and then so we go from there. Then the next one, he knows me. That For me, that was I was starting to, starting to trust in him, starting to read a little bit, starting to listen a little bit, starting to try to connect a little bit. Um, and then the last one, he uses me like, this is my thought on this. Show me my will, grant me the power to carry it out. I don't want to mess with any of the other stuff because to me, that means I'm, I'm really not, uh, that means I'm trying to control stuff when I can give it up and just say, God, show me my will, grant me the period, grant me the power to carry out. Number one, it's really easy for me to remember that because it's short and sweet. And it also says everything. I'm putting all my faith in you. 
Now, how has he done any of this in your life? Like, think about it. Have you asked for help? Do you know God? Is God using you in, you know, whatever way possible? Um, and if he's not, how can he do it in this, in, in your life? It's possible. Like, I promise you that. But it is all about surrender, about uh, about stepping up, stepping out, getting uncomfortable uh, to do that. Any thoughts on that, Jess, before we kind of go forward? I know this is a little bit of a different uh, format for the both of us. We're usually on here just goofing off and kind of yeah. getting after it freestyle session. But it's a little bit more of a serious topic, I feel like, I this feel week. we get serious. We do get serious, but it's just not formatted as much. Like I said, I've been writing a lot lately. Mm. So we go through different seasons, and seasons. the shows go through different seasons as well. That's for sure. So I'm I'm pract- I'm practicing and exercising my right. You know what I learned? Okay, so now I'm going to totally go off. This is crazy, but I was thinking about this. All those years that I spent in the garage recording studios, like writing and wordplay and freestyling with 40s and fat Philly blunts and Swisher blunts and all that, those were some crazy times, right? Freestyle sessions, shows, all that stuff. I, number one, I learned how to wordplay on stuff. I learned how to freestyle. I learned how to write. And it's funny how in that time, that served its purpose for that time, but it's transitioned my life into the ability to do it in more of a positive manner today. And I really enjoy doing that. So that's what I'm saying when I say I write now. I'm writing stuff out. And I say, <laughs> I, I sail. I'm sailing. I'm sailing. I write. Doctor Leo Marvin. No, if you haven't seen I, What About Bob, see it. Sorry, I'm totally um, think that it's crazy how God, like, you know, takes the things that we like. It's always been in you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's always been in us. Like in me, like my thing, whatever that was. But like for Shane, it was writing. Like it's always been in him and the way that God, even when his drinking, even as in his using and everything else, he was still, you know, utilizing that gift. Maybe not in the way that God wanted it or needed him to, but he was still exercising it, you know? And then when he got sober and everything else, God was like, I have a plan for you. Like spoke that audibly to Shane. Like I have a plan for you. And now, oh, I don't know, maybe it's this, maybe it's something even, maybe it's something even after this, you know, but like he's using that, that gift that he's given him of writing and everything else that he had been exercising while he's, you know, was even in his lowest times of life. And so for the listeners out there, like, what is that gift, that thing that is very, very special and unique to you that you know that like, you know, even if you are in your, you know, lowest time and everything else, but like, you still know, like, I'm dope at this, you know, like, I'm, I'm like, I, I, I like, I got this. Like I can do this. Like homeboy over there can't do that, you know? And so like, but I know I got this. And then, and then, you know, you're like drinking and like whatever and partying and you're like, Oh, check me out. You know, (laughs) (laughs) then it gets like, you know, ridiculous. Excuse me. Can you please silence your flip phone? Thank you. Put it on silence. Please silence your flip phone. Anyone who has a flip phone that Shane Raymer, the only one in the room. I swear that I put this on. Well, that's because it's a flip phone. So you can't really be too I didn't see. Oh, it was on level four. Now it's on silence. Mm. Silencio. So anyway, all I'm saying is that, you know, the the gift is always there. It's always in you. But it's like, when is it going to, when are you going to be in your best self physically, mentally, that that gift can come out and become that purpose that God has for you? Yeah, I love it. I love it. And little credit 
to Pastor Dave on this too. Just want to say that since we're kind of cherry picking a little bit out of that, I feel like uh, it's such a good, you know, sometimes you hear, that's what I love about whether it's a podcast, a, a, a word you hear, a show, whatever it is. Sometimes you get a lot of good stuff and you just hear one thing out of it that just like, wow, that really makes a lot of sense. And you want to dive into it a little bit, you know? And so speaking of that, one thing that made a lot of sense uh, was Bob sailing. Oh man, that was the one of the best. Uh, it's hilarious, dude. So like, it's crazy too because like when you were saying like, help me, know me, use me. When I think of know me, I think of like, who am I? Know me, Lord. You know, like who who am I? Like who do you see <coughs> me as? What is this? Um, who do you see me as? Who am I in your eyes? Like like know me know who i really am and 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 kind of clue me in on that you know because once we come out of that struggle whether it's addiction depression whatever it is that he helps us through then we're like left wide open like who am i you know like who am i and only god knows who we are we're made in his vision and in his likeness so it's like let me know you know well, I, th I think too, for a lot of people and me included in this, um, at least me six years ago included this and, and before that, we want God to perform like this miracle, right? It's like, man, this, you know, um, a miracle is not God, let me win the lottery. Like that's like one thing that came to mind. God, God, please, I need a miracle right now. Yeah. I need to win the lottery, right? Like, trust me, I've tried that. It, it doesn't work. Um, I'm, I, and I'm talking miracles of recovery when I'm saying like we need God to perform a miracle, redemption, a relationship, um, recovery, getting sober, that kind of stuff, you know, and um, the Bible talks of a man healed of leprosy. And you know what's so funny? This isn't in the notes today, but um, we heard about this today. And I'll, actually, we'll talk a little bit about that later because I don't want to go down a whole rabbit trail and get all off. But um, sometimes God's miracles require us to step outside of our comfort zone and do things that don't always make sense. Mm. So like, you know, for me, um, leaving my daughter, my wife to go to treatment at the time. Yeah. Like I knew that I needed to do it and I needed to get help, but it wasn't easy and it didn't really make a whole lot of sense at the time. I knew it also wouldn't make a whole lot of sense to those around me, to some of my family, to some of my friends like, wait a minute, Raymer, he doesn't really have a problem. Like he's not blackout drunk. Like they didn't know what was going on in my mind. They didn't know the things I was doing, mm -hmm. you know, alone when I was in that alone time. Mm -hmm. But in the moment of surrender, you know, stepping out, getting out of my comfort zone, like God showed me who he was and he reassured me that I was doing the right thing in that moment because I stepped out and I kind of just gave up. Like I remember literally feeling the weight going off of my shoulders, like eight million pounds you know what i mean just that's, lifted yeah. that's exactly what happened to me same thing the struggle i was you know there <clears throat> in church never set a foot in church before in my life was never into god into god or anything you know i'm into god What's and up? uh <laughs> how you doing i was so so depressed and anxious and same thing god showed me who he was and what he could do for me in that moment 
and I just had to trust him and I didn't even know why I didn't know what that looked like it didn't make sense to me um I just but I was done living the way that I was living and I was like so this is your help me kind of this, this was this your is help my me. help me yeah exactly because that was what I was going to ask you what was your help you know your help you moment depression anxiety we kind of hit on that a little bit but how did how did he take that from you and did he completely take it or is it more or less now that you know who to turn to when you're feeling it come on. Yeah. Yes. He, mm. so yeah, it was what I said. And then he totally um, took it from me <laughs> in that moment. It's funny because I remember Shane waking up the next day and I was just like, whatever. And Shane's like, do you feel any different? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, I don't, you know, I feel the same. I don't I just even more weirded out, I guess. Right. Cause I'm just kind of like, what just happened? You know, what was that? Like, what was that power? And like, what was that like decision that I made? And like, you know, but I was ready. I was ready for more. Remember when I just kept calling the small group leader and I was like, yeah, they're not calling me back. Like oh, I wasn't yeah. like calling them off the hook, like, Ugh. but like, I was like, they're not calling me back. Like I need to get hooked up. Like what is going on? Because I didn't want to lose that feeling. I didn't want to lose that momentum. Yeah, I was momentum just was like, huge. I was just like, dude, I'm, I, I feel this and I'm ready for more. And yes, I still struggle here and there, little bouts of depression and anxiety randomly not half as much as i ever used to i feel it coming on and yes now i know who to turn to i know how to handle it i well i can't handle it but i know who can handle it for me i know who i can give it to and i know the tools and that i have and the and the, the people that i can turn yeah. to no it's good and i think the help me for a lot of us it's we've tried it many, many times. Like I know I tried to help me many, many times before it finally clicked. And I had that, that moment. And I don't, I think that looks different for everybody, but for the longest time, it was more like putting a bandaid over like a gaping wound for me. Like eventually I was going to have to have to kind of bleed out unless I had this miracle happen to kind of, um, to fix that wound, to stitch it back <laughs> up. Like, and I, the, the example I kept thinking, it's a little bit different than, than the wound scenario, but like my son needs help tying his shoes, right? So, uh, by the way, remember Velcro shoes? Pro uh, Wings XJ900s? Oh, oh, oh. They still have Velcro so the pro? shoes. Well, I know they still have them, but like, how about a good adult pair? Me and Chris Elliott used to have adult pairs of Velcro I, shoes when we worked at Ralph's. Divorce. If really? That ever happened. I'm about to go get some. Oh, wow. Are you excited about that? No. Like, really? Is that all it takes? A divorce? Velcro shoes? I'm going to come Let home. me get some on Amazon right now. I'm going to get some Velcro shoes and a mustache and come home through the door and we'll see what happens, baby. Oh, God, a mustache. And I, all your facial hair shaved. I actually did think about shaving in a stash. Ugh. If you would like to, me to sh to shave a stash in, please holler at us on Instagram. What are you? This is us, six? Yeah. Yeah, give it a vote. Actually, we'll put a vote out there for the stash pick because I, I have an old stash picture. And if we can get, if we can drum up enough votes, I will shave it in because I love it. I have a gnarly beard going. Well, it's not gnarly, but it's nice. It's, not it's nice and full. But it's, it's a nice, a nice full, full beard. Facial hair, a nice full manly face, beard. Facial hair than which I am attracted to. But you remember Velcro shoes, pro wings, all that stuff, right? I don't know why I thought about that, but I loved yes. it. But I was thinking about Cash tying his shoes. And every day, either me or you has to tie Cash's shoes, right? If we don't, who's going to tie him? He's not going to tie him himself. He doesn't know how to do it. Mm -hmm. If Cash runs around with his shoes untied long enough, eventually he's going to trip. 
he's going to fall. Mm-hmm. Um, he might trip and fall a ton of times before he's like, wait a minute, like my kind of put it together. Wait, my shoes aren't tied. I'm falling to this right now. This five-year-old dude has a hundred percent faith in me in you in his teacher in his Nana and his Nani and his auntie. Somebody's always going to tie his shoes for him. Mm-hmm. Someone's always going to make sure that his shoes are tied so he can go on his way and not trip and fall. Mm-hmm. He doesn't worry about it. He knows he has help. He knows he can't do it without a little bit of help. That's this season of his life. And what I'm trying to say here is if we relied on that, on just like cash relies on us to tie his shoes, we relied on God like that. We can experience his love, the grace. Like we can have full faith in that and know that we're not, we're not going to always trip and fall, but when we do, we're going to get right back up too. And we got someone right there. Who's, um, you know, who's next to us. I just thought that was a good analogy there. And it was funny when that came to me, I was actually tying his shoes and I was like, Whoa, that's pretty awesome right there. You know, God does that. That's, uh, that's what I love. And like, I'm here for you too. Just like this, you know, that's what he was showing you. We get all old and and mature and think we're supposed to do everything on it. I got this. I don't need your help. I got this. Why do we always go into that voice when we do that? I got the, it's, is that the, uh, (laughs) what voice is that? It's Uh, the, uh, the manly. I just tried to pull out my power drill in my pressure washer. I was about to go back and spray off the dead damn brick wall, but the best didn't stop. Put on my work. Get off the shed. Get off the, get, 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 get down from there. So I'm, anyways, I told him to get down. Now I was getting the dead damn corroborator out there and I just threw some starter fluid in it. Okay. You want me to tie them damn shoes? <clears throat> give me that, give me that power tool right there. I'd die. Anyways, we need to rely on God just as a child relies on his parents to tie the shoe. That was kind of the point of that. Exactly. And we're never too old to do that. Yeah. Okay. We're never too old to, um, to have that child, you know, buddy, and I got to give credit to buddy on that too. We've had many conversations about that and he's been one that's always pointed that out and tried to live by that is, you know, maybe, maybe God doesn't want us to have it all figured out. Maybe God's plan is for us just to rely on him. Like a child relies on their parents, like straight up. We're the child. God's the father. There it is. It's a lot simpler. I think than we make it sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you would never, depending on what type of parent you are, you know, if your kid is like, Hey, I need help with this. You know, you're not going to be like, I'm not helping you with that. Figure it out yourself, you know, like, or whatever, like that's not the attitude you would have. And like Shane said, that's the same same attitude that God has for us, you know, being his yep. children. It's like, I will show you how to do that. Let me just, you know, let's do this together though, right? It's not like, I want to win the lottery. And then he's like, here you go. <laughs> right? Like, that's not the case. Here's a thousand thirty. It was cash. Here's a thirty-seven hundred dollars. Nine, six, four, nine thousand. We got a new sponsor real quick. We're going to take a, a quick uh, sponsor break real quick here and we'll get, then we'll get to know me. We have a new sponsor. I'm really excited to tell you about these guys. It's called Clean Cause. Uh, why don't you crack that there, Jess? We got a few of them because they, the guys were nice enough to send us a boatload of cases of these. Cracking it open. Listen to that. What kind is it? Peach? You got the peach there? Peach. What is Clean Cause? Clean Cause is an organic, sparkling yerba mate. Are you kidding me right now? Doesn't that sound good? I like you, my You clean. definitely want to drink a clean cause right now. I like my clean over a nice <laughs> pile of ice and a nice plastic cup with a paper straw, of course. <laughs> paper straws. Save the suck. turtles. <laughs> turtles are awesome though, so I can I can balance it out, I guess. It really is good. 
But it's a sparkling yerba mate energy drink, rich in minerals, amino acids, and naturally occurring caffeine. There's only 30 calories per serving. Uh, I mentioned the peach flavor. There's three other flavors, raspberry, lemon lime, blackberry. They taste great. You get a great crash-free energy boost. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the, it's it's also organic and fair trade, which always those key, key words in there. But here's the best part. This is why when uh, Alex reached out to me, uh, number one, I wanted to try the drink and it ended up being awesome. Tastes great. Gives me a little kick. But here's the best thing about this. 50% of all clean cause drink profits. Who's that guy? One of the neighbors coming by. 50% of all clean cause drink profits support recovery from alcohol and drug addiction. The creator, Wes, is in recovery himself. Uh, Him and the clean team are on a mission to help others and give back with their clean kickstarts, which are 30-day sober living scholarships to help support people when they're fresh out of rehab. They help them find a job, establish a recovery support system, um, all that good stuff. And uh, to date, they've granted, where's that card at? Is there a little card over there, the clean cause card? It should be right under your, uh, where did I put it? Here it is. I want to get the number right here. Sober Living Scholarships. This is as of uh, about a week ago, I believe, or in the last week, with a value of $404,500 they have granted to Sober Living Scholarships. So it's pretty awesome. You can get a monthly case and you get some great stuff to drink and you also get to help support someone's recovery out there. So if you're interested in that, you can get 20% off your first order by going to www.cleancause.com and entering the promo code SOBERGUY. That's cleancause.com. Enter the promo code SOBERGUY and get yourself some clean cause energy drinks. They're pretty dang good. And we're going to have Wes on the show here uh, pretty soon. I think we're recording that in the next couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for that and you can get a little bit more info about the clean cause. All right. The next point we want to talk to, we talked a little bit about help me. I want to talk a little bit about know me. What does it mean to have God know me? What does it mean uh, for me to know God? Um, it's, uh, it's, so I was kind of thinking about this, like, what's up, God? How's it going, bro? You know me. Like, it's your boy Shane Raymer from church like eight months ago. Remember I asked you to, like, save my job, give me more money, help me not drink or use drugs. Like, you didn't answer me, but whatever, I guess. I understand you're pretty busy, bro. So I just kept doing on what I do. I was kind of like my uh, know me back in the day, if that makes sense. It was kind of a not even half in half out it was more like almost all the way out occasionally stepping my foot over the line to kind of hey god i need some money here help me win the lottery (laughs) it's like just doesn't quite work like that i wasn't willing to put in the work to know god i wasn't willing to show up that's one of my favorite things just show up then the work will come. You put in the work when you show up, but you got to show up first. And I wasn't even willing to show up, let alone put in the work to know God. It's up to me. I have free will. I have freedom. Freedom as Braveheart, the movie. I don't have the sample. I'm not going to go look for it right now. They'll never take our freedom. That was it. Good job, Jess. Welcome. Where's the applause? I don't know. I'm not going to put it on there. But God gave us all free will and the freedom to choose and to make a choice about anything in our lives. And it's personal responsibility. It gets rid of the victim mentality. Nut up, sack up, and let's do it. Like, you can do it. That's what I had to do. That's what I told myself. I'm not telling you what to do. If you don't want to nut up or sack up, you can be whatever. Do what you do. Do what you do. But have you ever had that person 
that you thought you didn't like, but then once you took the time to get to know them, you actually found out they were pretty awesome Hmm. and you had a lot in common. You ever had that, Jess? Yes, many times, actually. It's pretty funny how God does that. And I'm like, hey, great. Thanks, God. I hear you. Yeah. You're (laughs) like, wait, what a minute. That's that's kind of odd. Like, hmm. Kind Interesting. Of, you're kind of cool. You're, you're not as cool. you're not as crappy as I thought you were. Mm-hmm. And what does that take? It takes stepping out of a comfort zone, putting yourself out there, getting to know somebody, like not, you know, sitting back in the corner and like judging and whatever, yeah. but like actually coming out and being like, "Hey, like what, you know, hey, hi, I'm Jessica. What's your name?" Great. Whatever. And it's the same thing as where I think you're going with this. Well, I didn't really know quite where I was going because I got sidetracked real quick with the big loogie in my throat. Go what ahead. Are the same Take thing it away. With God. It is. Right? You judge him. You think he's one way. You think he's like, you know, a life with God is like this restrained, restrictive. I can't do this if I'm a Christian or whatever. I can't do this if I know God. I yep. can't blah, blah, blah. But then you get to know him because he did something so amazing for you. Saved your life, really. And... You get to know him and get to know really what he's all about. And you're like, wow, you're kind of cool. <laughs> kind of cool, guys. Kick ass. You know, like uh, what you were saying earlier about like a choice or whatever, <clears throat> like you, God gives you choices. It's the same thing with, you know, a salvation type, you know, I'm kind of going off on a different trail here. I know, but like, it's the same thing. You don't, you don't have to come to Jesus, right? You don't have to do those things. He gives you that choice, you know, and that's why I think it's so awesome, you know, because a lot of people feel like, oh, you know, you have to do this to go to heaven. It's like, no, you don't have to do anything. You know, it's a choice. I don't know. Well, no, that's good. And I really know where I was going with that. You're not, that's good. And I, I, I got you. And I think that, there could be people who say, well, and, and, and I'm one of those people. Like, did you know that? Okay, so some, some people have heard the story. Some people probably haven't. But I'm not going to get into it right now about how the, the, the experience that I had in the moment when I found a Bible link in the middle of the road and something spoke to me and said, go get help. Like, and, and it confirmed to me to go get help. And that's why I did and I never looked back since. Did you know that? And I told Phil this earlier today because I've been thinking about this. But did you know that I denied that for a long time, that that actually happened and then that, that that was real and then it was nothing more than coincidence. And, um, you know, and, and people could still say that anybody can have an opinion. Oh, that was just a coincidence, you know, and that's fine. Your opinion mm-hmm. your opinion. Right. But what it took for me is to finally, like we talk about giving up control and, and letting go of being man's mind and trying to figure everything out. Like I was working myself tirelessly trying to figure things out in denial. Um, you know, even this is even after I've been, I've been sober. And so the point I'm getting at here is look, if there is a problem with a, with God or a higher power or whatever, you want to put a label on it. You don't want to, whatever it is. Can you see, and I've heard this through some more buddy and I's conversation, you know, get yourself a sponsor, a mentor, somebody, if you don't have one, um, you know, my sponsor is, is a friend, like he's a good dude. We have a lot of great conversations and we've both, I think he would agree that we've 
he's taught me a ton of stuff and I think I've taught him some stuff too. And it's pretty awesome that relationship, you know what I mean? Those conversations and I get to share them on here a lot often. I get to share them with other people. They get passed down, you know, and that's what's so, so great about it. And you learn from them. But one of the things that we've talked about, I remember asking him a long time ago, well, how do you deal with sponsees or people who don't believe in God? And he, he said, well, you know, sometimes I'll ask him, can you see God working through me? Like if you don't think God's real, can you see God working through me, through Jess, through somebody else in your life who has been able to keep sobriety, who's been able to use God as that anchor, whatever that God might be to them? You know, I've been over six, I've been sober over six years. That's God. Like Jess doesn't have the severe depression, anxiety that she used to have. That's God. Like just go back and listen a hundred episodes to uh, uh, go to our mentality, how, how filthy our mouths were. My mouth can still tend to be filthy here and there, Mm -hmm. but it's getting a lot better. And it's not because someone told me you don't need to talk like that anymore. Trust me. People tried to tell me that, or you're going to have to cut that out if you want to do X, Y, and Z. And I was like, bird middle finger, like, and it's not because I was trying to be an ass, but I just, I wasn't ready. I'm in a a time in my life now where I'm just like, man, do I really need to be dropping F-bombs all the time? And like, I don't need to talk like that anymore. I just don't feel the need to, you know what I'm saying? I don't want my kids to hear that. I don't want to come off like that. It doesn't sound intelligent to me anymore to, and, and I'm not saying that I don't do it still. I do. So I'm being very upfront about that. But my point is I'm conscious of it. And I don't know how I got on the whole topic of cursing now, but that's been an issue of mine, something that I have uh, have have kind of battled with but in any case can you see if you have an, an issue with it god working through other people this and, and that kind of like maybe you know he already knows everything about me anyways like he knows everything so it's about me getting to know him and then i think about this when i hear about him it's thinking about everything he knows everything Goonies God knows everything He knows all about what Chunk did in Goonies back in the day He knows all about what Shane Raymer's done Did, gonna do, all that stuff man So it's about me diving in a little bit Getting to know him a little bit Anything else you want to add on that? We're going to move on. Moving on, brother. Right behind you. Use me. What does that mean? Use me. Use me. How does God use us? How does he use us to help others? Um, Jess, kind of since you have been saved, how has God used you in many ways you never thought possible? And I can just say a couple things up front. So proud of you. The women's group. Like Jess leads one of the dopest women's groups around whole bunch of awesome uh, chicks in there getting down, loving God, meeting, working on their stuff. Like I remember, I hope you don't mind me saying this, back in the day at our old house when we used to sit and pray like, God, just we, our house was so small just a couple of years ago. We couldn't fit people in to have group really. Um, but, we just, but we still did. We did actually. We had the youth group there, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. But we did ask for that. Like, God, you know, if we just had some more space, we could really, you know, um, have groups. And we really, you know, wanted that. And you were so scared to start a women's group, I remember. Like, you were, like, you didn't, it was like, the it was a really big deal. Of course, And of course, you know, it, it should be. But you ended up doing it. And now you have this, like, thriving group. You did CR, step study. 
you started a podcast, you're a mom, you're doing CrossFit, you're doing all this awesome stuff, and I'm not pumping your nads here that you don't have. Pump my nads. I hope you don't have nads. Gross. That'd be, that'd be news to me. Um, but how has God used you in all those different ways? Like, what's that kind of been like through this process? Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of just this crazy, like, it's weird because I still am like, use me, Lord. Like, how can you know, like more, more, more. But the funny thing is when you mention all those things, I'm like, dang, yeah, like, you know, he's using me. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't recognize that sometimes. Yeah. Because we're always want more. More. Yeah. And um, I think that for me, it's just really important for women to know men too, of course, right? Like everyone in the world. But for me, my heart is women to know that there is freedom in salvation right so there's freedom in um a life that jesus has for them like uh, freedom from the abuse from the um anxiety from the depression from the um weight gain i don't know you know things that really like bring them down and make them feel less than and um from the self-hate and the you know horrible body images things like that that we go through as women that are really really rough and there's like freedom from that you know so it's just it's on my heart huge for everyone that I know to know that freedom, you know, and it's so difficult because it's like, Lord, use me. And he's using me in so many ways. But then there's people that I just can't reach, you know, and I just can't like get to. <laughs> and still, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, you know, make the fire brighter, make it lighter, make it whatever. Um, but I mean, I just, yeah, I just, I want, I want him to use me and my testimony. And, and he is though. And I think that's, know. I think that's the thing that we need to forget. Maybe, maybe that it's not always about more, more, more. It's just about Where being patient and living in the moment and being comfortable and content yeah. where we're at. I did a podcast a couple episodes ago about that. Um, it's okay to be happy, be content. Can't remember the other thing exactly what it was called. It was like two episodes ago. It's very difficult but, for me to be. I know. I've been trying to have you to, ask you to slow down. Like when you lately. tell me effortless effort, <clears throat> like that's very difficult for me because I need to put forth the effort and the work. Yeah. You know, but uh, I know that God doesn't want that from us. He's like, there's this story and it's Mary and Martha. It's a Bible story. And they talk about how Jesus came to Mary's house or Martha's house. One of them, I can't remember. But anyway, they were sisters and Mary sat at Jesus's feet and was just worshiping him and loving him and just saying, tell me the stories that you have and just all this stuff. And then Martha was like running around crazy, getting the water, getting the food, getting the, making sure everything was perfect or whatever. And I was praying the other day and he's like, stop being a Martha. Yeah. Just stop, you know? And I just want you here. I just want you to hear me. I want you to know me. I want you, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Changing my name, Martha. 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 Well, what, well, what about this? What if God using us, okay, only means to love one another? Maybe it's much simpler than we actually think. Like, that doesn't mean we have to agree with everything with one another. We don't have to see eye to eye on everything. Of course not. We're different human beings. We're different people. And I'm not just saying me and you. I'm just saying anybody out there. Yeah. But it's more about just loving one another. And I, I, I came across this. I thought this was great. Romans 13, 8. Oh, no one anything except to love each other. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Like when you share your experience, when you share your strength, when you share your hope with others, 
you allow God to use you just right there, plain and simple. Because by being vulnerable, by sharing your experience, you are showing love to others. You're offering connection. You're showing people that they're value, that they're valuable, that are you eating macadamia nuts now on the show? That's awesome. <laughs> Crackle that bag open there, babe. <laughs> well, now that you mentioned it, let me get a handful. Get Hold after on. it. Okay. But you're showing love to the macadamia nuts by holding them in your hand and fondling and them. And you're letting people know that they're not alone. <laughs> Did you, you, know? you didn't catch that? Okay, never mind. Yeah, I heard it, but I'm just going to go ahead and help you out here and get back on track. It, you're letting people know that they're not alone, too. There's yeah. relation there, you know, where people in depression, they're like, I'm depressed. Nobody gets it. I'm horrible. I want to kill myself. This yeah. is, sucks, you know? And it's like when you are, you know... When well, you're being used, then it's like, hey, I went through that too. I'm I'm out of it. It's whatever. Well, and no. and here and here's the thing, and we're gonna wrap this up because we're already over an hour here. And wrap it up. We got we got Sunday dinner to go to with the fam. Yeah. But here's the thing. When when we're opened up to 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 what we're supposed to be doing in life, our purpose, when we're serving others, when we're trying to live in the moment, when we're trying to do the right thing. Like, have you ever been in the right place at the right time and wondered like, how in the like crap did, did that happen? Like the timing had to be impeccable, right? Like, and, and I'm a believer that when we're, when we're trying to do the right things there, those opportunities are definitely more recognizable than, than when we're not in the right space. Like when I'm not sober minded and, and in a good place spiritually and stuff like I, I don't feel like at least I recognize those opportunities or those moments as much. And like we had one of those recently where we helped a friend out and it, it's, um, you know, it, it was, it was crazy. Like we, we got home, <clears throat> got home late. It, it wasn't too late. Nine, nine o'clock. Maybe it was pitch blackout. We have a lot of, uh, we don't have a lot of light on our street. So it gets pretty dark once the sun goes down, it's kind of hard to see. And, uh, so we, we, we take the kids in, everybody goes inside <clears throat> and I left my, uh, my awesome flip phone in the car. Right. And so we went inside, we started to get, you know, stuff together. We were all tired and I'm like, man, I left my phone in the car. I'd already locked the doors. Everything was ready. I was about to get my, my, uh, my sweats on and get comfy and get in bed. And, uh, and I go, I go, man, I guess I'll go back out and, and get my, get my phone. And so I walk outside um, and I go to get the car. And all of a sudden I can, do you ever get that moment when you can feel somebody coming up on you like, or, or close to you? And it's, it's crazy because it's not, you don't hear them, you don't see them, but you can feel it. You can feel somebody looking. Well, I could feel somebody close to me just for like a second, two seconds. And then I could hear them. And then all of a sudden I heard Shane and I was like, what the heck? Well, yes, yeah, Satan. Man, it was, yeah, it was a trip. Kind of scared me at first. It's pitch black. Well, to make a long story short, we had a friend of ours who was going through some stuff. Um, you know, she, she just had a, uh, encounter with, with, uh, a loved one and it didn't go well. And she was pretty upset. I'm not trying to blast anyone's business out or anything, of course, but I'm just, I'm just saying that I had to be at the right place at the right time to walk back outside to, to be there and to say, Hey, are you okay? Are you hurt? Do you need anything? She needed a ride. I went in and got Jess, you know, and, and Jess gave her a ride to where she needed to go. And point being, it's not about saying me and Jess are great. Cause we help people and give someone a ride. I'm just saying that when we're open 
to God, ser to, to serving and being open to help people and have that mentality, those opportunities come up more often than not. And it's really cool when we can recognize those and go, okay, cool. You know, that's um, like, I'm, I'm glad to be able to do that. We're going to say something, jump in. Jump in I just anytime. think that yes, when you're open to that, but then also just realizing that it's not a coincidence anymore. It's mm. that is God moving. Everything is God moving. He has a plan and every little thing, it all just goes together into the big purpose for your, you know, for you, for others. Like it's it's pretty amazing. Well, I think for for me too, it just comes back to like I said earlier, and that's what I was gonna kind of wrap this up with was just show up. Like I'm like, God's able to use us when we show up, grant me my will, show me my will, grant me the power to carry it out. One of my favorites, um, you know, and that, that helps to keep, keep me going. So, um, it doesn't mean we're perfect. It doesn't mean we don't have to fight for what's right. Sometimes it doesn't mean we get to be lazy asses and just sit there while we wait because people say, wait on God, wait on, it doesn't mean that we, that we need to do that. You know, like you said earlier, Jess, effortless effort. I've talked about that many times on the show. It just means we need to practice showing up. Sometimes that means doing stuff we don't always want to do. Sometimes it's easy to, to stay home. But when we're doing those things, we're stepping out. Um, that's putting in work. And that's what's ultimately going to make, uh, make things change and make things get better. So put in work, show up, uh, do, the do the thing. Share this podcast with a friend. Love it if you did that. I hope something spoke to you today. Uh, Jess, anything you want to add before we wrap this thing up? Thanks for being a guest today on today's uh, show. Got to chat a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's always my pleasure. My Your pleasure. pleasure. Chick-fil-A. You, you I love that place. Oh, I love a good chicken sandwich. Chicken sandwich. Chi <sighs> Why does my throat do that? <sighs> I love a good chicken it? sandwich. I do. Little mayo on there. Mm, mayo. Me mayo, and Lucy. Mayo had a or mayo. Lucy had a, a turkey sandwich today with extra mayo. Extra mayo. Disgusting. Extra. Mayo. extra. It was gross. She loves her mayo. Nasty. Thanks for tuning in today. Hope something spoke to you. Check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Jess, what's your uh, Instagram? I'm gonna put the in the show notes. My Instagram is this is us six. At this is us six one six. Oh. Uh, this is us six one six. Know your own Instagram, you know lady. That, babe, wait. Because I hold checked. On. Is that sure. it? Why, why does it say Jessica Raymer three? Oh wait, yeah, you're right. No Instagram. I was just trying yeah, to give that out so people can yeah. holler at you yeah, if yeah. they want. I know. Yes. Durr. Check us out at that. So durr. did you just do a durr? Durr. Durr. Did you just say pew? <laughs> <laughs> Check us out at thatsoberguy.com. Connect with us on Instagram at real that sober guy. Ashley Raymer on Twitter. Uh, thanks to Foundations Recovery Network, Clean Cause, Humans Music. Love you guys. Peace, love, respect. Keep your blood clean. <laughs>